This episode, I'm joined by Christian Roa, who is an independent scholar and the translator of Bernard Charbonneau's The Green Light, a self-critique of the ecological movement. In this episode, we discuss the work of Bernard Charbonneau, ecology, freedom, modernity, technology, and more. I'd like to thank my paid subscribers and patrons for making all of this work possible. And if you'd like to support Emetics or become part of the community, please find links in the description below. Enjoy. Christian Oroa, thanks very much for joining us on Hermetics podcast. Yes, thank you. We are going to be discussing, I originally emailed you because I saw you on a podcast speaking about Jack Alun, and I emailed you about the work of Alun, and you said to me that because this podcast is dealing with underappreciated thinkers, that I should really do an episode on the work of uh, Bernard Chabonet, who is who is who we're going to be talking about today, who directly influenced a little, but is just entirely overlooked to the point where I'd never even heard of his name and never even seen a footnote or anything to do with Chabonet. So this is probably uh, one of the few appearances of this thinker on YouTube or anywhere. So um, it'll be an introduction to his work, um, which is largely inaccessible in English. There is the one translated book uh, on his thought about uh, eco- ecological awareness. Um, that, that I personally translated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, green, the Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, the Green Light. The Green, the green light. light, oh man, I really do. The Green yeah. Light, translated myself. Um, so before we jump in on the work of Charbonneau, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and what it is you do, and um, why does the work of Charbonneau interest you so much? I'm an independent uh, scholar, but my 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 I I I define myself as a, as a historian, and I have a certain reputation as an intellectual historian, though I never really had a position. You know, it happens like that. But uh, that leaves me free to investigate whoever I want. You know, so I. I, I but I I began to I began to discover then uh, uh, Charbonneau. Uh, well, during my, 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 my PhD thesis, but maybe I should, uh, before I get into that, uh, get a more of a general view of what, what, what I do, what my interests are. So, um, so being an independent scholar, I, I, I support myself as a, as, a, as a translator from several languages, uh, like, like from German, and I've translated Karl Schmidt, Paul Tillich, for instance. Um, also, uh, I, uh, I'm also a, 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 an art critic, a film critic, uh, but that's, yeah, but, but, uh, but my, my focus is on digging up these, uh, these major thinkers that have somehow fallen, that have not been somehow missed their, 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 their chance to enter the canon and therefore are considered most by academia as non-existent or at best suspect. See, so that's so uh, in that category, uh, Bernard Chabon is a, is a prime candidate. I, 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 in terms of my own publications, the main one I would say is completely unrelated to my main interest. It's, well, it's uh, traditional festivals, a multicultural encyclopedia, uh, a reference work that's available in the uh, uh, a great many public and academic libraries, uh, because I do have this. I, I have to. I have sort of. It's, I, it's as though I was, I was at once. I have a very a large scale uh, focus on practically world history, but that's sort of in the background most of the time. My my my, my research deals mostly with uh, the nitty gritty of intellectual. 
um, history, how certain fa uh, figures develop their thought, interacted, etc. See, so it's it's uh, it's part of the same territory as philosophy, except is is uh, often with with people who. Uh, don't necessarily think of themselves as philosophers, just as thinkers, you know, human beings who think about the world they're in, you know, and the implications of that, including the social implications, uh, therefore out of the box and uh, you are very often out of academia even. Uh, so the, the, these are the tens of, of figures I, I tend to, to, to focus on. So when I was still in academia, then uh, what happened is um, I was about to do the way I discovered the uh, Charbonneau was that um, um, uh, a few days before uh, crossing the Atlantic to do my, 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 my field work for my um, uh, my uh, PhD uh, thesis on the origins of French personalism, uh, uh, an expert in, in uh, those kinds of third way movements in interwar in interwar France uh, happened to be invited to my 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 thesis director's seminar, and uh, I, I was entrusted with bringing him back to the to the subway. And just before we parted, he uh, almost whispered in my in my ears a tip about what I, I might look, want to look up in my research. Is that uh, did you know that uh, that that uh, Jacques Ellul was part of the 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 personalist movement and that. Uh, 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 that uh, didn't fall on deaf ears because uh, I've come across the name of Jacques Ellul through my own interest in, in George Grant, a Canadian philosopher of, of technique. Uh, um, and therefore, the, the, my, my two in interests interconnected then. The, 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 there, was, there was a specific then uh, personalist approach to the philosophy of technique, and I was determined to, to dig that up. So uh, when I was based in France then, then that would have been in 1888, I started touring the, the survivors of these movements of the 1930s and uh, digging up archives, but, but uh, Elud was still very much alive. And, and I, in the meantime, I discovered that he, uh, he had a partner uh, in, uh, in his, in his pre-war enterprises, uh, Bernard Charbonneau, uh, who also published books, but they were very few and far between. They had, mostly didn't find publishers, and, and one had just come out, Maybe uh, is uh, Charbonneau's book on the state uh, was written in 1949, was finally published in that year, in 1988, because he described the, the, the state as, uh, uh, as, as a structural phenomenon uh, ten, uh, 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 tending to, to, to totalitarianism, but independently of ideology. See? And, and, and he had this epic description of its uh, that was quite uh, sweeping, and that and that it, it really uh, blew me away when I discovered it. So I was I was in, in, intent on also meeting him, but it was difficult because I discovered that he was, uh, especially in the summer, li living almost off the grid. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, it's Elul when I finally met him in in, in Bordeaux, who uh, gave me. Uh, 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 sort of instructions on how to try to find him way out in the in the in the Bayern uh, countryside. So I, I I was left at the, by the bus at the crossroads. I had to walk ten kilometers to uh, to the edge of a, of a of a village before I finally found uh, found found, found, found Chambonneau. 
and we instantly clicked because uh, well, uh, and I've uh, and um, I guess be probably because of a, a sweeping view of, of of history that that he has. Both he and and Chopin and Elul are historians, but he's more of a ge geographer, and. Um, so I actually, I, I became rather close to him, and uh, I've visited him several times, and then his widow for another t uh, eight years. After eight years, him and eight years uh, when he was alone, we 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 used to say with his widow that we it was a, a three-way dialogue because he was had this kind of symbiotic relationship with 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 his, with his wife. So the the thought was still alive, you know, for a decade or two. And I've delved into it, found the original documents from the 30s, including you know, his, in a, you, if you can imagine, in his uh, dusty uh, attic, there were these these, these flimsy. Uh, 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 newsletters from these documents that I realized, for instance, that uh, his, his manifesto of 1937 about feeling for nature as a revolutionary force. Well, I said, my God, the uh, the Green Movement starts right here in this flimsy piece of paper disintegrating under my hands. See, so I I I I I, I, uh, I copied a lot of that material and. My, my my first uh, uh, scholarly uh, article was devoted to uh, 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 Jacques Ellul and Bernard Charbonneau uh, and, and their strand, uh, autonomous strand of French personalism as the first, uh, as the, the original form of political ecology and also a very early form of the critique of technique. So because, okay, the point is, that's something that's associated has been discovered uh, that largely through uh, uh, Elul's book, The Technological Society, uh, uh, published in in France uh, 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 in 1954, but and 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 uh, and then uh, 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 finding much more uh, much more of a reception in English speaking world from the about 1964. Uh, but actually, this was just a kind of belated sort of uh, uh, systematization of something they had both been t thinking about since about 1930. And uh, actually, and, and uh, Jacques Ellul was the first to point to that, though his disciples were not very keen to to take that up. But the 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 the, the, the key insights about the centrality of of of, uh, of technique. In in uh, in accounting for for modern phenomena, the dynamics of, of contemporary society, it, it, it Elul actually well, it, it was Charbonneau's idea, and he delegated it to, to to write it down to Elul while he concentrated on the state. See, so uh, when you think about uh, Elul and how original he is in his uh, uh, approach to to society, well. The gist of that, it's Charbonneau who <laughs> actually discovered that on his own. Okay. See, so uh, Elul got lucky in getting to develop that, you know, having a foothold in academia, etc. And Charbonneau was uh, well, even that was was marginal to the to the mainstream, but even more marginal was was, was Charbonneau <laughs> have these kinds of of breaks of uh, these, these kinds of footholds, and he remained, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I prefer to stay close to 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 to, to nature as just as, as a a normal school teacher in, in the, near the Pyrenees, so he could uh, uh, he could think and fish and and, and so you see by 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 shunning or or 
the, the normal uh, academic path to or intellectual path centered on Paris, he, he ceased to exist socially. So that's a, uh, there's an element of uh, media dynamics there, and uh, the, 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 how our society uh, works, and and how uh, it it uh, uh, the, the the ideas and insights that really question it. They won't even be discussed, you know. They, they, that they, if 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 they can't pin, pin, pin down and put put you on a on a spectrum uh, of of the, the 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 political debates as they are framed, you you will not even exist. And that's the story of Chabonot's uh, life, basically. He he wrote almost as many uh, uh, works as as Elul, but uh, but most of them went went uh, uh, went didn't never found publishers until. Very late in his life, or until after his death, uh, and they anticipated our, our many of our current issues uh, uh, even before mid-century. From the, the 1930s, the, the basics were there. See, uh, so I discovered that basically in in in, in, in these obscure new newsletters in in his in his attic, you know, in way out in the French countryside. So that's. Uh, uh, that's the 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 the, the journey I had uh, with with Chabanos. I've been championing as kind of an awareness of uh, of, of him as uh, yeah. Well, uh, the idea first of all of uh, Elul and Chabonot as a tandem that is finally getting recognized. You know, the Elul, Elul associations, both French speaking, English speaking, their events more and more are Elul Chabonot events, not just Elul events. It's being recognized by the Elul community. Uh, uh, as Elul has always maintained, the, the, don't look at me alone. You know, the, 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 uh, uh, the, uh, it, you can't understand me if you if you're not aware of Chabonot. Uh, 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 aside from him originating, you know, this 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 impulse, this this uh, this uh, this kind of approach to to uh, to the understanding uh, of society, and that's making inroads. Uh, also, uh, well, Chabonot. You know that book that you mentioned that I translated. It was conceived as a as a self criticism of the ecological, French ecological movement uh, after just a decade that it, of existence in, in 1980. But he built on his whole experience since uh, since the 1930s uh, to put that in perspective. And um, so even in even with a 50 year uh, 50 year delay, even on that scene, he, he was somewhat recognized as a pioneer. If you, even if you cut out the first 50 years where he was completely invisible, even on that scene, he, he was kind of somewhat something of a of, of, a, of an elder statement. And after and after his death, his his writings have been rediscovered and canonized in a way by the degrowth movement, if you know what that is. Mm -hmm. So, so, so in, and at least in the continental uh, degrowth movement, he's, he, he's becoming, becoming a household, household name. So, so how that's how uh, you, you might situate him right now. Okay. 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 Um, there, there is a lot, there is a lot there. Um, and I think a lot of that will come back in potentially your, your relationship with Charbonneau, uh, what he was like as a person, and the, 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 his sort of personal exit to the the you know to rural France and getting away from the city. I think that's an interesting idea. But I like to get the Hermetics question out at the start. Yeah. So um, as we're talking about a specific philosopher, thinker, uh, theorist, uh, Bernard Chabonot, um, we can put him in the room, and um, you can place three thinkers, living or dead, into a room and listen in on the conversation. Who would you pick? 
uh, with or without Shabanu? Uh, with 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 Sorry. Uh, is that independently of Charbonneau? Because uh, he, I answered the question he, without thinking of Charbonneau. See? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I'm sure you'd be interested in that conversation, you know. But the people I had put in the in the room uh, 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 were, uh, well, yes. I might I might mention, of course, you discovered me through a, a video with uh, Jonathan Pajot, where uh, the, the, we discuss we discussed three thinkers: Elul, Charbonneau, and McLuhan, mm -hmm. Marshall mm -hmm. McLuhan. Who uh, you know, along, along with George Grant, is a great Canadian thinker uh, uh, of technique. And of course, you, you, you yeah, I did, I did not mention uh, probably that I'm Canadian. I did my 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 PhD at McGill University in Montreal, and I'm still based in Montreal. So I, I have perhaps something of a Canadian angle to <laughs> to my intellectual life. That so it's it's when the the, the Canadian angle and the European the, the and and the, the French angle sort of. Uh, uh, connected that, that that was the spark that, that, that because I had become aware of this uh, this uh, issue of technique through Canadian thinkers. So um, yes, uh, uh, so McLuhan McLuhan is is of course someone that I would put in in that room and I would put him in conversation uh, with uh, uh, with Eugen Rosenstock Hussey. Uh, who's, uh, who's, who's also a, 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 a fascinating, also multidisciplinary thinker, who's also uh, who's also uh, uh, obscured and made unknown by by the, the 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 other half of his intellectual tandem with Franz Rosenzweig, you know, but uh, which you may you you may have heard in terms of as, as an existential thinker. Rosenstock, who is also getting more appreciated, and and also and and it's particularly. Uh, and, and also the third person I would put there is Jean Gebser, another another transdisciplinary uh, uh, thinker. And the, all all these three they cover the same kinds of sweeping world historical territories in terms of the the, the dynamics of culture as it's uh, uh, influenced by things like, like like media and 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 speech acts and grammar and. Uh, and 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 perspective, and you know the the, the uh, uh, perhaps less less in, not not only the the, the content of uh, ideas, but also the medium of culture. See, and now that develops in a kind of fourfold uh, pattern, uh, which they all kind of have in some way uh, uh, over time, and especially in our time. And 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 unfortunately, actually, I've, I've discovered just recently that this. Uh, this ritual conversation already exists in a way in a, in a blog I just come across called the Chris Chrysalis by someone called Scott Prince Preston I think in Alberta who who does connect these dots between ex precisely those thinkers uh, McLuhan Rosenstock you see Gebser and I guess uh, 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 and others like uh, Carl Jung and David Bohm etc so uh, th that's sort of where I am uh, today and uh, Charbonneau and Lul are sort of uh, uh, an element of of that of that configuration for, for me, but of course they don't they don't they they're, they're thinking most that that more dialectical I suppose as opposed to the kind of four, four, fourfold integrative approach that the, these other thinkers have. But anyway, they're they're uh, they're they're the ones on on my plate right now. So uh, we, I guess we could proceed with with Chabonneau. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just one quick question as a Canadian um, as a Canadian. 
Uh, have you come across the work of An- Anthony Wilden before? Uh, no, actually. No. no. So he was a Canadian um, theorist who was also cross-disciplinary, uh, a game game theorist, philosopher, um, psychoanalysis, and fixing a lot of things. But he's extremely uh, also um, <laughs> an extremely uh, underappreciated thinker. So maybe there's something about underappreciated thinkers and Canadians. Who knows? McLuhan's <laughs> never McLuhan never really gets. The uh, the attention I think he deserves either. So I think there might be something there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to yeah to begin with Schabano though, um, I think you know just to begin with a really really big question. And I understand this is, uh, really open. But in what way does Schabano's critique of the ecological movement and his um criticisms of how we are ecologically minded how does that differ from contemporary? ecological issues and sorry contemporary ways that we're dealing with climate change issues uh well uh, for one thing his concern is not so much about about the environment per per se as a as a non-human sphere to be kept pristine for its own stake for its own stake but uh, for its own sake but about uh, freedom and nature uh, intertwined intention within human subjects and uh, equally under threat from society as a second nature, uh, especially once uh, so he sees society as a, as, a, as man's second nature, and a second nature that, of course, uh, bears upon nature at a certain point, especially since uh, uh, technological society becomes man's primary and nearly exclusive environment. So, uh, uh, also, so, uh, it, Another aspect of that is that for him, neither nature nor society as a second nature are to be held sacred. Uh, therefore, be, because being held sacred means justifying sacrifice of, individ, of the individu- individual and the particular to the whole, uh, whether it's in, in, understood uh, as, as uh, nature or society as fixed permanence, like in traditional societies, or as constant change or progress, like in modern society. So in both cases, uh, the, the the concrete particular and and the individual tend to be sacrificed to the whole and and therefore so so his, his stance is a, an ethical one to the hu- the human and the non-human other by extension so it's it, so it differs a, a lot from a, a kind of mystical turn to to pantheism or to deep ecology which makes the the the, the planet you know Gaia the subject or animal rights. His his approach is uh, unabashedly anthropocentric, in as much as it's only humans who can find value in nature, and nothing nothing else in value in in, in nature can can well, see it as nature and and value the particulars of it. Uh, the cosmos would go back to meaninglessness without humans to wander at it as a world. And also, yes, uh, there was an awareness. Therefore, if we forget that. And 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 we, if we have uh, uh, uncritical views of, of of science as a as a kind of magic, being a white magic or a black magic, uh, that, 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 that things will go astray. You know, science is neither an oracle nor a demon. But if but he, one of his critiques of of, of uh, ecology is they rely too much. Uh, on science as an authority, that's a critique that he would have, I guess, against uh, uh, for for the, the about the, the discourse of of, of, of Greta Thunberg, who says, "Just listen to the science." Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's not that it's it's not it's not the idea of of not 
not uh, uh, not uh, taking stock of, of of scientific fact, but uh, sciences should not be a moral authority. It's not so no substitute for for morals or for politics. So he sees a danger of ecofascism uh, in. Uh, 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 if, if 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 the need uh, uh, arises for a scientific global management of a beleaguered biosphere, uh, as, and uh, over against that, he 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 is looking for a, a, a higher moral or spiritual authority that can limit and channel science and development, with a kind of with I, I guess. Uh, 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 ethical or, or even sacred boundary markers to protect freedom and nature from operational science and technique, from endless manipulation, uh, even if it's supposed to protect the, the biosphere or the environment, etc. His beef is with organization as, as, as such. You know, it's it's uh, if we over organize thing that well, that's what got us into this mess. It is not more technology, more. Uh, Micromanagement of, of of all social social issues that are going to get, get us out of it. We, we have to get uh, a way for, for uh, find a way for 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 things to be viable and and I, I would hate the word manageable, but I guess livable at at a at at a small uh, at a small scale in in in, in lived in lived in environments rather than a kind of. Uh, 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 they fight the uh, generic environment as such. So it's an awareness of the of the, 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 the person in 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 community in in the in the lived environment in the landscape. That's his focus. So would you consider him a, a critique of progress? Uh, uh, well, uh, well, uh, certainly yes. Uh, actually, actually, and. Uh, uh, but as as if as if as if as in his many uh, critiques, you know, uh, uh, he will critique something to defend what's what's good about it, you know. And well, you know, he, he'll defend it'll be a fierce critique of of liberalism because of the 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 inconsistencies and the, the paradoxes uh, uh, in, of its defense of freedom but he but in the name of freedom he would he would critique uh, uh, the liberal tradition same same thing for for, for progress and here uh, i could um, refer to uh, his first public uh, uh, his first public lecture was uh, was about in 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 Paul, uh, in southwest france around 1935 and but uh, I actually have, okay. You, uh, uh, was called progress against man. He, he delivered that actually in Bordeaux on January fifteenth, nineteen thirty six. He identified that, uh, Bordeaux as uh, no, I mean he identified progress as uh, a philosophical ideology common to different to to to, to all of today's uh, political parties. Uh, uh, whether communism, liberalism, fascism, uh, they all have the same argument uh, that measurable in 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 dollars and in, in or in, in or in, in in tons that is production, and the ideology of production is is that of 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 of, of the bourgeois liberalism which revolutionary ideologies aim aim to aim to uh, to replace. So uh, and and so. Revolutionary ideologies of left or right they will, will, will not change our, our daily life at that at that level of uh, because the only uh, efficient revolutions are, are, are those that change the way that people live. So 
uh, uh, so then in 1936 he can state that revolution is first of all first of all uh, uh, be, uh, uh, becoming aware of the the reality of the fact and the ideology of of, of, of progress as the really only uh, central problem of, of, of modern civilization um, now um, so what might be then a uh, 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 so beyond the ideology of progress, what might be a positive critique of that? Well, if it's, it's, it's because if you if 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 uh, quantifiable efficiency is the is the is is, is, is the criterion that that then change will be uh, welcome for its own sake its own sake if there are not fixed uh, sort of reference points that then change becomes the new the new uh, the, the 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 new stasis everyone has to go with with the, with the flow and because uh, and all, there will always be a uh, uh, competitive uh, 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 imperatives or uh, technical constraints that will be involved to, to to just go with the with the latest innovation, and that in a sense is that for him that is the reactionary position, not to question the the, the change that is dictated by 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 by, by, by technique. Whereas the, the truly revolutionary position would would be to to uh, 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 to take a distance from that uh, and and to, uh, uh, to to be able to to discern. Uh, 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 what, what's what's worth preserving and the ways in which it can be preserved without by by, by not going along to 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 to, to the way the, the things are are, are 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 going anyway uh, so uh, so to, so therefore to him the progressive stance as it's usually understood is a reactionary orientation and the same old urge to of the same old urge to to change everything so that nothing does change. Uh, so the first thing is to take a, dis, a difference from the dominant mode of, of, uh, of the society, which today is the imperative to change. So the, uh, in a sense, he's validating, a, uh, he's validating uh, a kind of conservative stance, but against a conservatism, which is again in this, in, 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 in the name of, 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 of uh, preserving this or that, uh, fetish of of alleged tradition will will, will justify the actual uh, reckless uh, mobilization and and change of what of the realities on the ground. See, so uh, so, uh, so, so so for instance, nations will uh, will 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 you know will mobilize armies and militaries and build uh, atomic weapons while invoking the imaginary of you know a stable life in the countryside of the homeland etc which while it's actually destroying uh, uh, the, the actual countryside with uh, agribusiness because certain production numbers have to be maintained etc for, for the demands of the economy so so there's an, an obfuscation in in the in the uh, the values that are claimed by ideologies and the realities that they claim uh, which which they destroy. See? So he, he wants to save the realities over against the just the the uh, the ideological transpositions for this, uh, that are instrumentalized for 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 for, for the sake of the the the, the increasing uh, build up of uh, uh, operative uh, potential. So once you so once you move to that um, 
industrialized form of society where you are beholden to um, quantification as yeah. your sort of um, your grand mover. That's the thing that you're always heading towards in terms of growth and loss and accountancy and making sure that you always meet that quantity as opposed yeah. to a life of quality. And I mean, there's lots of literature about this. This I wrote, a, I wrote an essay on Foucault about the, the transition from a qualitative to a quantitative society it was probably the biggest trend, most imp- one of the most important transitions that ever happened. Um, yes. um, but, but it seems that Charbonneau is stating that what happens in that shift to quantification is that your very notion of what change is alters into uh, a change of the same. So yeah. you just have further industrialization, which is basically the re- the return of the same, um, yeah. because you all your all your acquiring is further quantity. So yeah. further industrialization. Um, so this is really a positive feedback loop. Once it starts, does so in what so does Charbonneau believe that a certain form of revolution can break this cycle? Uh. Uh, yes, I mean it's not to be sort of passively uh, assumed, but but uh, uh, he, he uh, also wrote a whole uh, uh, book called uh, in English Prometheus Rebound to examine the failure of all revolutions up to now. Uh, as I mentioned before, for him, the, the revolutions that 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 matter are, are those that begin in one's own life, but not just stay there. You know, they, they, they you, you, you change your own lifestyles and 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 form networks with others who who uh, also try to embody their 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 their, their different attitude to life in uh, in in settings and and and. Uh, I, I was almost going to say institutionalized, institutionalized them, but uh, that's what, what Elude was afraid of. But uh, Charbonneau was not, I think, afraid to say that even freedom needs to be institutionalized. It's a paradox, but you can't get around it. You can't just leave it to anarchic spontaneity either. You know, if, if you, if you, if, for him, it's always attention to be experienced in in in, uh, in the in the the. the the freedom is experienced in the resistance of, of concrete uh, reality. So you find uh, ways for 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 for, for, for it's uh, so uh, the outside reality is not just an obstacle. It's what feeds the experience of freedom. Freedom in 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 in, in the sense of a spontaneity out there that you don't have control over. I say so. Uh, so in, in a sense, for him, the, the revolutionary model. Uh, stems from his own experience uh, of, of uh, a free yet yet uh, yet disciplined life uh, that he experienced as a as a as a child among the scouts. Actually, uh, that there you 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 they, they would have these expeditions in 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 in, in nature and sort of uh, 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 take on. Uh, 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 the disciplines that would be uh, 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 opposite to certain tasks uh, at hand. You know, they would just be me- me- mechanical, but uh, 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 solutions and, and leadership would arise in, in just uh, individuals uh, dealing with the, the, the limits of, of uh, 
of, of, of their body and their community in, within the, the constraints of, of nature, which was enjoyed for its own spontaneity. You know, that the great frustration of, 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 of modern man is, is being stuck in his second nature. He has, does not have access to the, to the actual spontaneity of the first nature. And, uh, and, and, and when he thinks of freedom, he thinks of that first nature that, 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 of which he is deprived by, by the second nature of society, social constraints. For, 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 so his way of trying to initiate revolution in the 1930s, which he, he tried to revive in the, on, down to the 1950s, was to take people uh, uh, away from their usual social settings into nature, into, uh, with you know, uh, abandoned barns way out in the countryside and uh, with, with no facilities, and people would have to to uh, to, to to light fires and, and and look for wood and and cook and you know uh, be at once uh, free because being uh, 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 deciding to be there and yet experiencing the 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 the, the, the concrete conditions of what to maintain their the, 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 the freedom and and basically. Uh, it creates a distance with the second nature of society, but also provides an alternative model. model. Uh, uh, so people can wonder, well, why can't we live like that most of the time? So that's, that's the point. Uh, why is this such an exception, so marginal, something so marginal to our lives, rather than, than, the, 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 than, than being more like, 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 like rather than the norm since that this is what we aspire to and it's you know when uh, 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 when we we have leisure that's what the kind of thing we want to do uh, and of course uh, Charbonneau was was uh, very critical of, of mass tourism that that tries to you know uh, uh, regiment even even the, the freedom that people might want to have uh, uh, away from industrial society, even that is uh, organized. So, so he was he was uh, looking for ways to promote experiences of of, of, of spontaneity from both the, the, the from both the subject and from from nature and 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 structures that emerge from that encounter. And for him, the model for that was uh, uh, the European countryside, or actually the, or any kind of countryside, really, as it as a common. Uh, uh, work of 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 people and nature, uh, uh, a kind of uh, uh, a kind of symbiosis that, that that arises that is not fusional, that is based on a constant uh, tension. So making making that tension conscious in subjects, I guess, would be uh, is revolutionary approach to both, uh, uh, I guess. Uh, Traditional society, as far as so far as it might still exist, but also, but of course, especially the dominant worldwide uh, uh, industrial society, where where any kind of spontaneity, whether whether human freedom or or, or, or uh, nature's ways of self-organizing, are pushed uh, to the margins and 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 domesticated and and uh, ultimately uh, uh, annihilated and and overwritten by by. Uh, technical operational models and mass manipulation mm -hmm. so, so so it's really a network working networking under the radar of uh, things like uh, 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 voting or fomenting coups or takeovers etc you know there, there might be an actual if letting an alternative society grow from from the grassroots that that is revolutionary strategy uh, so 
there's, yeah, there's an element of that in the ecological movement, but he was always critical uh, uh, of the way that uh, uh, Greens try to become part of the, the established political system, you know. Uh, he thought that might be allowed, but as a second kind of secondary sphere, the main thing was to develop alternative lifestyles and communities uh, underground on, on a very local basis. So, if, so how, how did he view the supposed or pseudo freedoms that the industrial society gives us, such as the freedom to watch TV, the freedom to buy all the clothes you want, buy all the knickknacks and gadgets you want, these freedoms which the industrial society promotes as the reason why it's so good. In what sense did he see these freedoms, if they even were freedoms? Well, they're, 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 for him, they're, they're not freedom because they're all uh, com completely pre-formatted. You know, whatever, whatever experience uh, uh, is allowed, as, is framed as choice, is, 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 it's always a, 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 a kind of... A, a, it's always a consumer relationship, you know, and a kind of, of, of active spectator to spectator sport in a, in a sense. If I may venture this 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 this, this, this paradox, this this the uh, uh, to him, it's not a a a a, a, a question of a. a, a a certain spectrum of options that are pre pre presented through through standard platforms, you know, because it's to get out that platform and 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 for and uh, uh, of that platform and and ex uh, experience uh, 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 freely experience your own limits in actual context that are that are not entirely predetermined by 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 uh, by, by, by by standard uh, delivery systems of experience, you know. So, uh, uh, so eschewing the, the the commodification and standardization of, of the of the the range of options, are, you know. I mean, if if you have five hundred channels on on cable, but the, the, the it doesn't matter. The, the content doesn't matter. You're still sitting in front of a screen, and that that they'll just as is intended. By 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 the the media industry and the, and the, the the and the technological society uh, at large, you know, you're not experiencing freedom. You're you're so showing spectacle of freedoms and spectacles of freedom, and and you uh, you accept basically wage slavery and being regulated in the, every detail of your daily life to to buy a, a certain range of a certain. So-called personal selection of those uh, spectacles of, of 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 freedom or indulgence, you know. So uh, it's 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 the, it's the ghost of freedom that gets you more hooked into the to the system as as a, 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 a delivery system for standard experiences, you know, that that, that gets you to to perform for its own uh, 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 increasing penetration of of of, uh, of all of life. So did did Charbonneau ever state why he believed so many people were, let's say, taken in by industrialization and simply accepted it? Why 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 did why why is there a hurt? Why why did the they the herd simply accept what industrialization gave them? Was it um, propaganda or was it something else? His essential insight about the nature of freedom is that humans are beings who 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 yearn from freedom for freedom but cannot bear it. You know. 
They, they love the idea of freedom, mm -hmm. but once they're actually free, they can't stand it. So they, 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 they love to, to justify a, 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 a predetermined system with its own logic, saying that it makes them free. See, uh, but they, 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 and whatever they do for it is in the name of freedom, you know, uh, especially, of course, in, in modern societies that are supposedly based uh, uh, on freedom, but everyone uh, likes to think of themselves as, as free. So they will, they will uh, justify whatever uh, uh, system they're part they're part on as an expression of their of their 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 their, their core personality. Uh, so that's the 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 the, 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 the general truth. And now the the, 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 the with with technological society, uh, well, well, you know, uh, Elul especially is known for having shown how it's uh, it's a self augmenting uh, uh, system that 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 demands ever greater interoperability and therefore has to take over absolutely uh, everything. You know, uh, 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 so so uh, well. And it does that, of course, by um, by uh, holding out the the, the the mirage that that's there's there's a great potential there that it, that is being harnessed. So that there's a, there's a kind of investment of freedom in that in that mirage of having things under control and therefore theoretically being able to do whatever you want with that freedom. Except, of course, uh, your, your your freedom of action is is limited to that apparatus that you're being hooked into. See. Uh, so you you define your freedom in terms of what the technical system can deliver, and and you, you and you, and your imaginary uh, is that of technique as the 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 the, the 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 total mobilization of the world's resources. So that's a kind of well, I'm not sure in so far in what they, I'm I'm here I'm sort of. Uh, um, formulating something that's maybe uh more my take than Charbonneau's. I'm not I'm not I'm not differing. I'm not don't think you would disagree, but maybe I should go back to um to to, to so my how I got there was to mention that there was the first part of a point is that technological technological society as as its own momentum and 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 people are, are attend because because they want to think themselves free, they, they identify with with it and uh, with that that mobilization of potential. So that's one aspect. The propaganda aspect. Well, I, uh, um, uh, actually, um, Charbonneau dwelt on that in his uh, in a in an unpublished book on the uh, on mediatized uh, society um, that that could be seen, I suppose, as a as a counterpart or, or, or complement to Elul's uh, technological society. And here I should um, get to my notes on that. Um, yes, in that book he writes that uh, the media generate a philosophy and a society that identify with the instant as religions and societies of the past did with an illusory eternity, well, even as they change imperceptibly, whereas today mediatized information prevents man from fulfilling his calling to maintain permanence within movement to go further without losing his way, in other words, to progress, thus undermining any effort, whether conservative or revolutionary, or revolutionary at social transformation. So um, again, the, uh, the 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 urge urge to change and to follow the channels of change that are, that, that, that are of change that are self-generating through technique obscures whatever values one might want to live out in, in one's life, including 
uh, with the aspiration to change change society. In, in so far as one invests in technical means, one will be reshaped by them, and it's it's technique that's going to have the 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 the, the last word, whatever the discourse that's being spread. Uh, 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 you know, well, well, we see this uh, today. You know, people are, are sort of uh, fed up and protesting with the society they're in, and they're, and, you know, they, they claim to reject the system, etc. Uh, 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 or, or even Silicon Valley. But uh, what is the medium of that? Well, social media. See, they, they hooked, they even they hooked even even more intimately into the very system that they claim to 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 to, to reject because their 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 outlet for that. Is 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 uh, f formatted uh, uh, by by information delivery systems, and of which they they, they are there for which they're just uh, raw material, you know. It's and it's uh, and it's a process of turning everything into raw material as material or as data that Shabano uh, saw arising, uh, uh, well. Uh, through industrial society, but coming to the fore quite, quite clearly with, with the Great War, with the First World War, you know, when, when uh, and, sees, and sees 20th century revolutions as, as part of that World War phenomenon, uh, uh, phenomenon which is not a, a war that happened to, to uh, wars that happened to exist on a world scale, but the very process of revolutionizing the world, that is the, the, the war and that is the revolution of the, the 20th century. This mobilization of everything, that is what was at stake. Mobilization of hearts and minds, you know, as, as, as one uh, uh, for whatever purpose, it did not matter. I mean, after all, it's, it's the... Uh, it's the the Americans who, who launched the atomic bomb and not not the Nazis or the Japanese, and it did not did it, it doesn't matter if 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 you if you claim uh, moral values or, or uh, etc. You're part of you part of that system, and even fighting pretending to fighting it with the same weapons turns you into into that system. Yeah. yeah. One one of the things you you said that that's really interesting to me and. Uh, is a big personal interest of mine. Um, this idea of transforming things into matter, into material, um, this sort of move towards a, a productive society where everything is production in, in the sense that man becomes entirely subsumed into that industrialized society of quantifiable units of data or whatever. Man is just this productive unit. And Charbonneau, um, in the PDFs you sent me and the, the, the pieces I read, he was really critical of the the healthcare system i guess it's primarily the western healthcare system and this idea that you know this idea that you become material is that suffering and agony and is prolonged because you are seen as this sort of lump of material that just should be kept alive as a productive unit so what was charbonneau's relationship with death and suffering in relation to his theories of on Industrial society. Well, there's there's actually a whole chapter on the topic in um, in in his book uh, "I Was: An Essay on Freedom" that was mostly written by 1954. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and, and I'll, I'll venture to to give you the 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 the, the, the gist of it. Uh, to I, I had certain excerpts that I've translated. Uh, so he would say that. Uh, Charbonneau would say that mortality is inherent to individuality and there is no freedom without facing it. But after a, a last spurt of death consciousness with the romantic period, 
uh, death became a stranger in liberal societies. Our systems ignore it, and our life is built on so-called positive activities that lack a foundation. So when death strikes, we are taken aback, and we don't know how to handle it. Uh, so, well, then the liberal world has had emancipated the individual, ever so little, but already too much. For without serious Christian faith, liberal man had become incapable of bearing, bearing his death, and with it, freedom itself. The 19th century, as a, the century of freedom, was thus unwittingly bearing the power that would destroy freedom along with its contradictions, the worship of the material fact of what is useful. And justified by the supreme authority of utilitarian facts, man could become fully absorbed in the organization of the world. Uh, action upon things fed off the spiritual force previously spent on creating gods. So having become an end in itself, practical activity borrowed the efficacy of faith, now invested in the mastery of nature and even of human nature and the conquest of the future. A pragmatic frenzy tended to totalitarian organization so that born of freedom, the denial of death led to the destruction of freedom. And not just through the cult of state power, uh, the passion for money, for economic enterprise actually serves a will to power that is the result of our powerlessness before death. You know, so that's partly what drives industrialization, as uh, I referred to your previous question. So the spontaneous reaction of members of individualistic, non-religious societies is to flee from their death by living in the moment. And this goes for Christians as well as people of their time. Uh, with a vague sense of freedom and yet incapable of accepting death as its corollary, the individual loses himself in pleasure, which is however fleeting and reminiscent as such of individual mortality. So, uh, to com come to the gist of your question, so when quality of life goes below a certain pleasure quota, life becomes pointless. There just comes a point when fighting against mortality is no longer enough, the locus of its awareness must be rooted out. When the moment of death could decide the meaning of life in a Christian regime, dying unconscious in one's sleep was not a fate to be envied as it is now. In our advanced societies, increased life expectancy comes along with a demand for euthanasia. The disappearance of the taboo about the creation and destruction of life is a slippery slope to the perfect tyranny of perfect freedom from nature and truth. For, each, for if each individual can theoretically kill off another for honorable or rational motives, social order and economic progress may soon justify on a collective plane a natural measure, measure that uh, love of neighbor had exceptionally exceptionally justified for an individual. So, of course, euthanasia and the rest as a slippery slope. Now, on the way there, medical progress prolongs agony indefinitely. And the decision to stop the final torture that life becomes, along with the machine that maintains it, will fall more and more to medical professionals. To Bernard Charbonneau, this is a good example of the surprising problems the technical advan advancement can bring. Old age itself becomes an issue that is best avoided in its implication of a slow, messy, disgusting passing from life. For the tranquility of the living, at least, uh, Charbonneau points out, old people must disappear into some house of agony, or else they must be killed before it is too late. An, in an injection is so much neater than the absurd struggles of so-called natural death. In nature, death is the price of life. But this soothing formula is called comfort to humans when death comes. And in a passage of that book on freedom added in 1975, Charbonneau speculates that as there are maternities, 
uh, uh, today, there will be mortuaries where specialists will deal out a painless death, sort of like in the movie Soylent Green, while columbariums will be replaced by video archives allowing the, de the dear departed's lives to be played to, to play again forever in 3D at the touch of a button, kind of constant celebration of, of, of life, you know, that can be replayed uh, at will by the survivors. This is not far from the transhumanist dream of uploading the memories of loved ones along with one's own. Uh, the, the existential import of these ever-expanding forms of denial of death is not the fear of a death so easily denied, so much as the anxiety of having to go through a new birth through one's own most personal life that uh, that uh, uh, only comes uh, that only comes uh, uh, into focus at the sight of the gallows. Uh, only a human person can die. Uh, its spiritual truth is born of its physical reality as something irreducibly given. Awareness of death reveals to us the mystery of our life, uh, that of an absolute spirit embodied in a finite uh, existence totally partaking of finitude and totally transcending it. That's the nature of spirit. And death and the questions it raises are the last religious experience left to us moderns. The final presence of God is his absence at this supreme moment. And if someday human freedom managed to defeat its old enemy by eliminating death as the contradiction that forces every human being to challenge the universe, it would only destroy itself. The price of transhumanist immortality is loss of individuality and therefore of the meaning and value of life. Uh, to me, that's the, for instance, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm finishing an article on, on, on the, 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 the movie Annihilation and, and I, see, I, I, I see it as a, uh, among other things, a, a meditation on denial of, of, of death as the transhuman dream, you know, that that uh, that our society uh, pr promotes, you know, and, and of course, uh, and, with the, and the trade-off between immortality and individuality, you know, uh, and that, uh, uh, and it's it's kind of it's kind of uh, of, of pathetic, of course, the, the the how how literal that 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 how literally that that's the. Uh, that plays out in, in transhumanist uh, fantasies, you know, like uh, well, down the street from me, there's a there's a, a the the, uh, the 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 office of a uh, uh, of, of a, uh, an online uh, ra ra uh, radio uh, company called Sirius, and I think her her, her the, the 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 big boss as 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 expressed of. The, the hope of, of building a perfect replica of her partner after, to have her around after she dies, you know, it's those, those kinds of things. Of course, the transhumanists themselves hope to just out, out cheat. Uh, the, the whole idea of transhumanism is to transcend death altogether. But of course, if, if, if you don't face with your own finitude, well, you're more, even if you can pretend you succeed for a while, it's probably to become a, 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 a monster. <laughs> Uh, the, the, without a sense of, 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 of finiteness, there's, 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 there's no ethics and really no, 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 no meaning, just an indefinite expansion, just like technique is. It's like that. It's becoming the, 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 the kind of organism that worldwide technique already is. Uh, it's kind of a perverted idea of, of, of freedom as, as, uh, uh, the, 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 the self perpetuating, perpetuating extension of, of, uh, of, uh, uh, 
a, th a theoretical range of, of, of options which always boil down to the same thing uh, 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 perpetuating potential as potential the, the, the means as an end and that, that, that there's a there's a feed, feedback between technology and the individual psychology at that level was Charbonneau religious uh, he uh, 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 unlike Elul, he was an agnostic, but but deeply informed by by uh, by I guess by uh, uh, by the implications of Christian faith. I mean, it's, it's ethical expl expl uh, uh, implication, especially by by the 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 the, 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 the core uh, tenet of incarnation, which he took very seriously. You know, a spirit needs to be embodied in a finite mortal being. And the modern temptation is to forego that uh, uh, and without finiteness being one particular person that will not live forever, it cannot expand indefinitely, uh, facing your own mortality. You, there, that's where only there can you find uh, 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 a transcendent meaning, uh, uh, not in not in the security of something uh, 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 objectively out there that 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 that, that outlives you so much as as just f facing that that tension yourself. You know, uh, even like 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 Christ in on the cross, uh, on the cross. You know, uh, my God, why why have you forsaken me? You know, if you can experience that, that that's where you know the spirit is embodied. Uh, uh, of course, he, he did not. He did not believe in the dogmatic uh, 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 content of Christianity uh, in the sense of, of the resurrection and 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 all that. But the 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 the, the ethical implications were were central to him, and 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 he tried to live them out in a sense uh, uh, coherently, and 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 being very hard on on Christians for most often failing to do that. So it was a very interesting tension between him and Elul on that count. Uh, Elul being being uh, 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 an early convert to to uh, to Protestant Christianity and a very prominent uh, theologian, but a very demanding existential one, you know, like on the, on the model of, of Kierkegaard. Uh, so uh, it was a kind of intense dial uh, tension, dialectic between them, very nourishing for both, you know, uh, uh, but, but but centered on the idea of of. of of incarnation, that, that the spirit transcends life, in, uh, yet yet it can only be experienced in life as something finite, and that uh, faces annihilation. Yeah. Okay. So, so, in that sense of, of of being a finite being and being an individual, was because you mentioned at the start that Charbonneau sort of it took you a while to find him because he was out, you know, out in rural um, rural France, I believe. Um, was solitude um, and in, introversion were these important factors in um, his understanding of how how one should sort of uh, direct themselves in relation to modern society? Well, ab absolutely, uh, and then it's there, there's a result. always a, uh, there are two attention between the the. the the the, the 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 demand for solitude and 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 the need for authentic human interaction you know, that's what drove his life uh, uh, um, uh, 
for instance, he, 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 I found notes that he wrote uh, uh, when, 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 you know, David Reedsman's book, The Lonely Crowd, came out. You know about the, 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 how how actually mass society promotes solid uh, loneliness, which is not solitude, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a crowd of people who think themselves free, but they're actually other directed and longing for 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 more authentic freedom. And of course, he wanted to 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 do the uh, go the opposite route. And and and, uh, and 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 get people out of the, of that of that lonely crowd out into nature facing their finitude uh, discovering that they share it with other people sharing that experience of individual finitude authentically with other uh, with, with fellow beings and creating a society on the basis of that of that shared experience of individual uh, 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 authenticity in common it's it's what what humans have in common is 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 their is their their, their finite individuality and it's would be it's, it was his wager to 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 found a a a, a society uh, uh, on that which is for him that would have been on 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 freedom rooted in nature uh, so that was of course his his, his strategy of, of of having reflection camps in the countryside for, for, for to promote that experience and hoping that that people would try to find ways in their daily lives to to, to live closer to that uh, 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 so uh, and that informed of course his attitude to, to nature because there was there's a, there was a, a, a an appendix to his his, his 1937 uh, Essay manifesto on feeling for nature as a revolutionary force, where that was was kind of that listed the, the regulations of what might be a federation of friends of nature, and there's a passage uh, where uh, the, 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 about about solitude. The, the, he says the true uh, the true friend of nature uh, flees the city to escape the artificial life that he leads there. He comes back to nature to find again his condition as as a human. To, to run risks, to be hungry and thirsty, to, to be sated. He knows that there only he will find the, the, the sincerity and the freedom that he has, that he has lost. See, and I think this is something that, that resonates, of course, uh, with uh, other, other uh, ecologists like uh, Aldo Leopold, who, who also was critical of tourism in that he said that, he, uh, Leopold said that mass use involves a direct dilution of the opportunity for solitude. Uh, uh, so not making things easy for, for 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 people when they go out to encounter encounter nature. Now, um, uh, to, to, uh, now as, as for the perhaps the more explicitly spiritual side of of, of solitude. Uh, uh, so Chabano was was meant to create a true society. Uh, based on solitude, a community of action based on the desire to maintain the possibilities of, of inner life uh, against a world that that, 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 that that denies them. You know, it's very uh, close to uh, what uh, 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 one of the few writers who had similar concerns at the time, uh, uh, the Catholic novelist and, and, and essayist Georges Bernanos said that that we don't understand, we cannot understand modern society unless we realize that it's a, a, a counter civilization as a, a universal conspiracy against any kind of inner life. You know? 
and and Shabbat uh, Noel, we were aware of him, and they were on the same page with regard to that uh, that statement in in Bernanos's book, uh, France Against the Robots. Uh, as Shabano as put it, only a, a community of of solitary uh, people that who have not abolished but continued the, the road of their own solitude. Uh, 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 can, can can accomplish this solitude in a community. So there's there's a deep link between uh, uh, solitude and solidarity, as you also find, I guess, is in 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 Albert Camus. Uh, yeah. So it's it's it, it, it's it's part of that existential uh, uh, nexus of, of of thinkers who who have, for whom uh, uh, deep awareness of of uh, Finite individuality is precisely what founds uh, a social uh, commitment. Not, not, yeah. Speaking of individuality, I, I do want to ask. I can think because I get the impression that Charbonneau is quite a practical thinker at times, especially in relation to what one should do. And what do you think Charbonneau would say to people now who would like to find more freedom in industrial society? What do, you, do you think he would give them some advice? Well, he, he, in all his books, he always ends up by, by giving a few a few ideas of, of practical things that might be done by individuals or groups of people, etc., to, to, to promote the, exp the experience of, of freedom uh, that he, he tries to outline. So, uh, so you're asking me to speculate about what he might say now? Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Well, he, if he was, he, he, he might say, "Well, uh, get away from the screen as as soon as, as soon as you finish this conversation. You know, leave it off. You know, for for a week or so. <laughs> Think about what you just this conversation you just had. Walk out into into a, a park or into the, the 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 country. Let it let it sink in. Talk about it with other people. Not not not." Not compare notes on the latest social media sensation, but no, what what is that? What is the the experience you're having in common, and what how, how, how does that resonate with certain thoughts that you that you had in that recent conversation? You know, it's that, it's that practical. You know, uh, as, as long as long as as we're stuck to 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 to, to our screen, t thinking about how we might get away from them, you know, th there's a problem. <laughs> But of course, I'm the first to do that. You know, I never get away from my screen. We're all we're all part yeah. of that vortex. You know, uh, uh, but he would he would he would point to he would be the first to point to these kinds of contradictions. And, uh, having said that, uh, of course, I mean he he he. he uh, he read the, the the newspaper Le Monde every day, but with a critical eye, you know, to try to 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 uh, to unpack uh, all all the the unsaid and the contradictions, and to 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 see it as a as a kind of 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 uh, of, of uh, artifact, a piece of evidence of the social machinery, you know, of the construction of discourse as an integral part of that mobilization of. Of, of conscience along with with matter uh, uh, and, and that was always is kind one of his primary strategies even in the 1930s he had press clubs to get people to analyze the, the kind of news even even uh, uh, seemingly you know uh, 
uh, silly news that you would that you would get at the time through illustrated magazine gossip columns it's a, to deconstruct that also see so i mean with a chauvinist uh, approach today you would have a field day just just uh, uh, analyzing and deconstructing your, your, your google feed of the, the, the latest you know uh, so, you know, you know, celebrity sensations and cancel culture scandals and 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 Twitter storms, etc. To 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 deconstruct how that all that all that works, and yet somehow to keep that to have enough filters to keep it to certain limited areas and times of your life to have a life outside of that rather than being just sucked in by that. That that's the the the. the the balancing act that is deliberately being made uh, more more and more difficult and well nigh impossible today. Mm-hmm. Is there um, is there anything you would like to add? Um, obviously, we could talk for ages about Charbonneau and philosophy and industrial society. But there is there is there anything key or specific that you'd like to add in that you feel um, should should be added in on a conversation about Charbonneau? Well, yeah, I had. Uh, I had a, a bit of a regret in in the in the interview the interview that that, that where you 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 found me uh, that that uh, I didn't answer as 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 clearly as I would have hoped to what I think is the the the, the central this the central point of of uh, Charbonneau's analysis, which is the dialectic of system and chaos. Mm-hmm. That both grow side by side in, in in modern society and they feed on each other. And uh, actually, did prepare a few uh, 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 passages on, uh, on that. Just give me the time to. Uh, yes, and we also didn't think didn't talk get to talk about the idea of the great molting. That's another central issue, uh, central point of his his originality. So we'll have to have to decide what I talk about. I have to find my materials. Actually, there's there's two ideas. You know, we we should we shouldn't uh, uh, we should talk a little about the the, the idea of the great molting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then about the dialectics of system and chaos. Okay. Okay. So uh, I have a few pages on that, and I think it will be worthwhile. Uh, you even had a question. You might want to. You might want to ask it yourself. Yeah. Um, so molting. the great molting is the idea that that comes up in the green light. Um, so the idea is of this thing that you were speaking about earlier of the two natures. The first nature, as we we commonly understand nature, greenery, etc., trees, and the second nature created by man of society. Um, so this idea of the great molting is in relation to the way in which we create this nature and the way we create the second nature and the way in which it overtakes the first nature correct yeah yeah so uh, yes uh, uh, if i may de- develop that yes the society for Charbonneau arose as a cohesive set of cultural and material extensions of man as McLuhan would say to create a safe distance from the pressures of nature in a distinct space uh, of relative relative freedom from nature However, this comes at a price, paid in new social determinations as civilization progresses with increasing social pressures of its own. This social determinism becomes overwhelming with industrial society that tips the scales for good against nature's resilience and becomes an autonomous, all-encompassing, ever-expanding environment of its own. 
So initially man-made, the second nature is increasingly alien and alienating to man as a creature of flesh and spirit, which it, which it turns willy-nilly into a cogwheel or circuit within its own machinery of social organization. Uh, this, this stage is one in which humanity is shedding a nature as its environment as a snake sheds its skin to become encased in a second nature of its own making, hence the, the term the great molting. Uh, this mutation cannot be compared with previous major social transformations, such as the reformations brought about by revolutions in which collective behavior was reorganized by new meanings and values. It is more like a biological mutation, or rather like a geological phenomenon such as a huge landslide or avalanche, a powerful, all-encompassing, controlled neither by thought nor by any human intention. Under such circumstances, in contrast to humanistic assumptions about individuality, the so-called inner self spontaneously conforms to anonymous social trends. So, uh, so the great molting, in a sense, is is, is which through which uh, the uh, our species is shedding its old Neolithic skin as 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 uh, as two main characteristics. First is. Uh, was revealed by by the the, the Great War, uh, World War One, as a total war introduced, uh, which introduced a complete subordination of reality to the logic of technological and industrial imperatives. Uh, this log logic requires the mobilization of the whole population of all resources, industry, agriculture, forests, and therefore of all space. The war also achieved the mobilization of the of the inner life of people. Uh, whichever does decide uh, in the conflict, not only were vast populations uh, directed by, by the war, but people were also drawn into collective consent to it as, as a matter of course, just justifying the, the anonymous process that was destroying them as individuals. Uh, the Great War was the first experience of what Charbonneau terms a total social phenomenon. He insists that such a phenomenon does not have to be totalitarian in order to be total. It's just the working out of what was actually developed in, in, in uh, liberal capitalist societies. Uh, and it may not be the most efficient way for, for, for it to develop. It probably developed much better in so-called liberal societies. Uh, better, of course, in its own terms of self-expansion. Now, second, second aspect uh, of the Great Molting is that it is characterized by self-acceleration. Since the Great War, human power has been taking hold of the entire planet at an ever-increasing pace. Charbonneau argues that this acceleration is a, is a, a quasi-autonomous process. It is not directed by a collective project, and most of its effects have not been chosen, and there is, there is no pilot. It simply rushes forward. So change happens, period. Uh, so, uh, so Charbonneau, therefore, with the Great Molting, has in mind something very much like the Great Acceleration, described by one of the originators of, uh, of the notion of an Anthropocene era, characterized, aside from the impact of fossil fuels, by, uh, I, I quote Stefan Crutzen and McNeil there in their 2007 article, uh, the Anthropocene era characterized by a major transition whereby the characteristic habitat of the human species, which for several millennia had been the village, now uh, was becoming the city. So Chabonneau came to the same realization from his own everyday experience at an early age in Bordeaux, where he was born in 1910, uh, dying in 1996. So 1910, for these authors, uh, uh, originators of the Anthropocene concept, 
is the date of the beginning of the incubation period of stage two of the great acceleration that officially started for them in 1945. And Charbonneau described it in those in those uh, in those uh, in those terms already that very year in 1945 in the public lecture entitled "The Year 2000," uh, uh, putting Hiroshima in that wider context, where peaceful growth would do more irre irreversible damage to natural and cultural formations than war ever did. So in France. Uh, uh, what followed were, were the so-called 30 glorious years of accelerated modernization when, uh, when Bernard Charbonneau was among the sole dissenting voices unheard until the 1968 generation discovered the environment as an issue in its turn. So the intervening wa wasteland years from 1945 to 1970, at least, uh, of preaching in, in, the, in the desert, in the desert, he, he lived in solitude, save for having Jacques Ellul as a dialogue partner who gave, uh, who gave him a break with some publications to, uh, to Protestant or academic conditions whenever he could. And of course, with having uh, his wife as, as his, Henriette uh, as his uh, alter ego. So, uh, so one man against this massive uh, onslaught of basically the Anthropocene, that's what he's talking about, you know, uh, uh, something completely overwhelming and normal, uh, and that that is a consequence of human freedom, but that that that, that moves without human agency, you know, mm -hmm. and we still like to project, you know, our, our ideas of, of freedom and agency onto it, but it's, uh, you know, he was a geographer, so very, very alert. Uh, not just to the particular of landscape, but, uh, but, but to the vast uh, inhuman forces that shaped it. And he recognized that man had become one of those inhuman forces. That, that's his great insight with the great molting. And what, what does freedom mean when faced with, 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 with that? That the same, the same being who can experience freedom is the, also as, uh, in a collective and also in a, uh, uh, the, the greatest threat against uh, man, 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 the possibility of humanity, and that and that, uh, 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 that 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 power is not just an objective, uh, physical over, overwhelming physical and overwhelming uh, power out there, but its its wellspring is actually the way that a very human subject tends to justify it or some aspect of it. And so in, it's, in, sorry, sure. in what way is that in relation to this dialectic of, um, was it sorry disorder and no chaos and system and chaos, system and chaos. System and chaos, and I think it 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 feeds uh, it feeds into it, uh, and and for a, a, a good example of it would be uh, car culture, of which he was an, an early an early critic, writing one of his early books on that in 1965 called. La moto as a single word, you know, as a kind of uh, uh, like uh, to describe a, 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 a hybrid being that is no longer quite man and is not just machine uh, as the true subject of modernity, mm -hmm. <laughs> the car driver. Uh, uh, so uh, actually, if, if, uh, I, I may start by, by uh, describing his approach to car culture and then uh, go on to uh, to uh, broader considerations about how that that plays out, this is dialectic of system and chaos. 
so by invoking necessity to plan the pursuit of freedom through the industrial gauntlet and especially the automotive gauntlet, sexing it up as the as the sole escape from its own pressures. You know, that's that's how that's how it works. You know, people are, uh, have, have projected their sense of freedom in their car. So that I just read today that that. Uh, well, well, it came out also in news recently that that uh, uh, well, of course, the, the one percent of the, pop, the the richest people in the population uh, give as uh, give out as much climate changing gases as 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 uh, the, the the poorest half, you know, and part mm-hmm. of that is driven by by the the and and among that the. the that has a lot to do with the spread of the SUVs, you know, as the second largest contributor to climate change. Imagine that. Uh, something that has no, has, no, has no function. That's, there's no reason for that except as a kind of symbol of freedom, as a, of making it, of identifying with the technical system so you, so you can defy it with, with, with the, the, the possibility of, of uh, the, 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 the idea that you could go, go off the road. Whereas, of course, what, what it entices you to is to live for the road. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's how it works. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, cars like that with their prestige uh, uh, embody a sense of power that defies the gridlock and embodies a dream of leaving the beaten track that is paved with planners' designs to channel and spread spread it ever further afield is an end in itself. As a teenager already, Bernard Chabonneau came to think it no coincidence that mechanized warfare's imperious demands uh, instantly remade in its image every nation alike just at the moment when automobile traffic was replacing shared living space as the city's organizing principle. He found it highly suspect and significant that all of a sudden overnight, uh, you know, uh, children and cats would disappear from the street and they would just be uh, basically become car delivery system. The the, the urban street was becoming that, you know. and no one was thinking about the implications of that. The 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 the, uh, uh, the, the cities becoming uh, uh, transit networks for cars in, instead of a living, of a human habitat. Uh, also, mm-hmm. also an habitat also for for for, for animals at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, for Charbonneau, no cars were but one everyday manifestation of the vast unquestioned network of technical infrastructure taking over all aspects of life in a global society where nature and freedom were together pushed to the margins. And to him, that meant that, 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 that you know, uh, uh, as a child, he could just go down the street and, 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 and uh, you know, the, 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 the wilderness already began. He just got just wander freely to, to the, 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 the trees and the dunes and what have you. Uh, and uh, year by year, the, the urban sprawl uh, uh, consumed that and pushed that miles and miles and miles away. You know, uh, a direct experience of nature, which was within within reach of, of most urban dwellers. You know, until uh, a century or so ago, became sort of uh, became relegated to something you would see in movies. You know, or dream about. So, uh, and, and and that was a direct uh, result of the of the organization of of uh, of, of transportation and communication f- uh, for for more efficiency. So, uh, if I may, if I, I'll, I'll, I, I, I trans translated some pithy passages of of, of Charbonneau's book uh, on cars, uh, Lomoto from 1965, and I. I 
I, I think it, it it may encapsulate the this logic uh, on a, uh, in a, in, in uh, and, ma and make it alive, and then I'll try to develop it more theoretically. So uh, he, he, he writes there um, in 65 that the car is both conservative and revolutionary, but in a bad way. It imports capitalism wherever it appears, and yet the America it shapes is as, as a world closer to Lenin than to Jefferson by the total organi organization it dictates by the spread of highways everywhere that 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 turn uh, every uh, any any place near a highway becomes uh, centered on that highway and any any kind of uh, local self-sufficiency uh, or particularity is sort of sucked up by the need to service what goes through the to the highway so the car is movement and thus progress but the graphic curve of progress is not linear but exponential he writes in 65 Almost, almost bow to the automobile fate that demands more and more cars, three times more when the population doubles, as was forecast for Paris in the year 2000. To avoid or defer an apocalypse of sprawl and gridlock, we have to accept a technocratic dictatorship. Society and the human individual being totally alienated to the car, highway planning will prevail without resistance. And if bulldozers are not enough, Psychology and sociology, rather than humanize the car, will automobilize man. The state becomes a permanent education to traffic as real citizens' prime environment, from the dinky toys they play with from infancy to the hearse that retires them to the junkyard. The new Adam of the automotive Jerusalem is not trained for the freedom promised in car ads, but, the, but for obedience to traffic rules, and better yet, to instant reflexes, since the proliferation of cars must be matched by that of laws, the automobile regime is not liberal, but a police state. The automobile people knows that the police is its ally. It respects the police in order, in order to give itself the illusion of freely yielding to its discretionary calls. Highway patrolmen are the knights errant of the road in their spaceman outfits, embodying an automotive, automotive mystique so that the penances they give to sinners who contravene against the highway code are received with respect and deference, or else. The highway police heralds a society ruled by police authority more than power. The car doesn't care for freedom. The greater its speed, the less room there is for, choi for choice to avoid accidents. The driver's dutiful respect and conscious discipline are not enough. Automatic reactions are preferable to human awareness, feeding the dream of self-driving automated cars, which Chabonneau foresaw in 1965, in, the, in, those, in, in the following terms. Maybe one day, he, he, he muses, in lieu of a driver, the car will be equipped with a kind of electronic robot permanently informed by a cybernetic machine holding all traffic data. The automobile apocalypse would be avoided. A brave new world could spin ever faster in circles, Without moving, uh, the revolution will have been achieved once society as a whole has become an automated mobile so the police and the state could wither. Freedom would at last reign on earth. He's, he's being, of course, very ironic and very sarcastic. Um, so car culture is a perfect example of what makes Chabonneau define man as a being who craves freedom but cannot stand it. Now, liberal man in particular who defines himself by his freedom, is all the more ready to submit to social control in every detail of his life if it is under the guise of freedom. The car and the attendant social system perfectly encapsulates this paradox that technology drives into deeper and deeper recesses of our very being. 
in the name of a power of choice that cannot help playing by the strict rules of unprecedented, unprecedented levels of control. Uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, the fine details of our lives. So the way this plays out on a wider societal level is the dialectics of system and chaos, which uh, Charbonneau summed up in two axioms in a book written in the early 60s at the same time as Lomoto, but first published in 1973 thanks to the intercession of his friend and neighbor Henri Lefebvre, the Marxist author of The Right to the City. Mm -hmm. Urban issues uh, are constant here. So, uh, so he starts from the axiom, you know, that, that, that has slowly made its way uh, through the, 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 the more uh, radical currents of political ecology, such as degrowth, that indefinite development in finite space-time is an impossibility. Mm -hmm. uh, he writes that in, in the late 60s. Exponential development, therefore, leads to chaos. Uh, so the more power is involved, the stricter order must be, as we've seen with cars. Uh, exponential development, uh, as he calls it, demands total organization of social, collective and personal life, tending to some form of totalitarianism. The tendency to chaos and the drive to, to, uh, and the drive to, 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 to make a system feed on each other and reinforce each other. So thus, facing the risk of environmental and social chaos that goes along with unhindered development, our societies only know one way to answer with more science and technique to better organize society and control uh, individuals. Uh, uh, so so, so uh, the spread of, uh, of, of organizations may, 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 makes local societies unable to organize themselves and therefore they make it becoming disorganized and therefore chaotic is just you don't therefore need more system to, 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 to manage them. See, the, 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 you, 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 it's when a, a society can no longer police themselves just by the ordinary you know, civility of, of, of a community that holds together and, and people care to each other. So it's there that you have the, the, the idea of police as an institution to go on top and, and, and monitor it. You know? mm -hmm. But that's, that's just the, 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 the guy with the stick that who, who ensures there's no violence, but everything is, is like that. The, the, the more you undo local custom, the more you have to regulate from above to, 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 to the state, to standard procedures that are enforced by, 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 by corporations, etc. Et uh, so, so, but, but, but such this, this, not this, this, this larger system that, that, that arises on national and on international stages is prone to accident because it's so uh, 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 the, the very base, the very material uh, uh, base of, of, uh, of a society of finite beings uh, still dependent on nature is, is made more fragile. So, so it needs a, a more, more greater control to even hold in place so, so as and that that, that itself uh, uh, promotes the growth of, of system and control generating more disorganization of any any kind of local stable conditions so and of course being all ever more ever more accident prone because of the increasing complexity that's uh, uh, vulnerable to any kind of, of glitch so high-tech systems are prone to terrible accidents if they meet with the slightest deviation from their norms, from manufacturing defects, unforeseen circumstances of human or human error. Human error. They must therefore invest in more uh, research and development to curtail in advance any such hindrances to the smooth operation of their regular procedures by integrating and subduing outside factors. 
they thus develop more far-reaching technical extensions that entail more disruptive interactions with an environment not yet fully under control, so that new social and environmental regulations must be enforced to make the world more predictable and safer for te technological operation. But there is always more outside world and more unforeseen circumstance than any science can control in advance, so that technology must keep advancing onto new territory to secure present and future control and safety. As the vice of social uh, vice with an S, as the vice of social organization gets tighter, the margin of freedom is reduced along with the room for error. Uh, uh, and the, uh, as the risks and consequences of the slightest disorganization become more serious at every turn. Um, so as the horizon of this of this vicious cycle, uh, Chalvanou sees uh, all techniques converging under an overarching organization technique that keeps track of, of all particular organization like a totalitarian state. Uh, it might just as well be, uh, I guess, from our 21st century experience, sort of worldwide uh, uh, media corporation. That's uh, I think the the the, the more uh, powerful and threatening and more universal that any any state today. So uh, at the same time, in in his last book uh, uh, called Finisterre, his end. Uh, that he wrote around 1990, uh, Charbonneau sees a deadly contradiction at work between the unification of the world by science and its division by nationalisms in competition for the same prize of total control held out by technique as it has them all played by its own set of rules even against dominant uh, agents, dominant states. This common power logic of state and science leaves the modern world in the horns of a final dilemma between chaos or total order, the destruction of mankind or world empire, or in other words, literal death or living death, you know, uh, fate worse than death, you know, which is the, the, the disappearance of, of freedom as, 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 a, as a lived reality. So to Charpenot, this, is, uh, 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 this means that if man, to escape the flames of an atomic accident, or indeed an environmental disaster, had to bury himself alive in a total organization, then the end of the world might be a grace, a relief. Anticipating the kind of trade-off between the collective good of bare life and safety for all that and, and drastically curtailed personal freedoms, which all governments have imposed amidst the current global uh, health emergency, uh, as an effect, which, you know, the COVID uh, mm -hmm. uh, issue as an effect of environmental stress in the first place, Chabonneau speculates that what awaits us uh, as during the last total war is probably a mixture of technocratic organization and return to the Stone Age, so both, both system and chaos. We are going to have the Merovingian period, you know, the, the early, uh, early mid Middle Ages, the so-called Dark Ages. We are going to have the Merovingian period managed by electronics, scarcity, violence, and terrors that can only be made bearable by the power and sacred authority that will save the planet or finish it off. To get past this dilemma of total system and or total chaos, Bernard Charbonneau sees only uh, one way, rebuilding society on new basis as individuals united in the conviction that freedom is not found in increasing power, but in a daily concrete ability to act personally within meaningful local communities. Such was his lifelong revolutionary project and one you know, which he, 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 he tried to inspire people to start, you know, within their own uh, daily immediate circumstances. It doesn't go top down, but really from, from the grassroots. 
uh, and it's something that you know in, in, in an article I've seen uh, I've pointed out communalities between that and the transition transition towns movement of Rob Hopkins you know just identifying the the, 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 the resources for local life that you have around you and uh, in your community and and see how, how that might survive uh, uh, a, a collapse of, of the system or even begin to live a healthy healthy fruitful and free lives uh, without it so that that gets to survive and not just the the, 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 the horror the chaos and the, and the tyrannies that are that are in store for us see so uh, I, I like to compare that you know to uh, to our our, our our mammal ancestors you know the the marsupial rats who, who ran between the legs of, of, of the dinosaurs you know and would have been uh, uh, would hardly have been de detected by uh, by alien visitors until you know there was a an accident of sudden climate change and the the the, 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 the dinosaurs disappears and guess what it's the the, the the little rats that no one would have noticed who, who ended up occupying all the ecological niches mm -hmm. so it's, it's an image I've come up to kind to try to 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 capture the kind of strategy Charbonneau like Elul had in mind you know just starting a different way of, of, of living uh, in your life and with uh, others like-minded people or try try to draw neighbors into it so that your actual community, well, has has a certain quality of life, not defined in quantitative terms, and one that that, that has a certain resilience to 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 preserve human uh, human meaning uh, and flourishing uh, be, uh, beyond the development and eventual collapse of uh, a chaotic system. I think that image of uh, the the dinosaurs of modernity being destroyed by this metaphorical meteor or, or ice age where it the chaos finally overcomes it and that the rats who are scurrying and being ignored and silent and slowly building their lives i think that's a good image to uh to finish on i think i think we've covered we've done a good job yeah it seems <laughs> um so unless there's anything else you'd like to add um christian thanks thanks very much Yes, thank you for the opportunity to uh, to uh, to uh, bring Charbonneau's message to uh, out of out of out of uh, out of out of clandestinity to a wider audience that, that where the, where it might resonate.